I gratefully acknowledge the Matsky, Kwantlen, Keitsi, and Semiamu First Nations on whose unceded territories I am privileged to live, work, and play. Welcome to Teach Reach, a podcast with Tongi. There is a Haitian saying that goes as follows. Tiko chante mande maman. Maman, ki jan jol ou fe long kon sa? Maman repon li. E pa vini wap vini. The little pig asked his mom. Mother, why is your nose so long? The mother replied. One day, you will understand. Haitian adults tend to speak to themselves a lot. I mean, constantly mumbling something under their breaths. Everyone does it. Men, women, no matter where you are on the social ladder, short, tall, it doesn't really matter. Everyone does it. The women in my family, however, tend to repeat mantras at key moments before leaving the house, before doing something deemed out of the social norm, to encourage themselves and give them a boost. I have never fully understood it growing up. Frankly, I was very skeptical, as if saying, repeating those things would strengthen you. Well, the little pig grew up, and on my drive, when I'm in a tough place, when I need to ground myself, I repeat the following, stay put. Remain rooted, remain in the fire, and have faith that you will be okay. Everything, good or bad, has led you to where you are right now. When I drive, my mind wanders. Don't worry, mother, I remain safe. Every now and then, when this happens, I try to retrace my steps to which thoughts preceded, leading me to the thoughts that I have initially. I don't assign value to it. I simply notice which thought has brought me there. It is very interesting because it shows me the plethora of things that flow through my mind to get to where I am. And that's when I see that those thoughts are like clouds in the sky and the traffic itself. They come and they go and is the insistence of wanting to assign them a value, to quantify them, that gets me stuck at times. And getting lost in weighing how good or bad a thought is prevents me from truly acknowledging the place where I am at. It keeps me away from the present moment. There is a push and pull between wanting, desiring to be in another pa- moment, past or future, and ignoring the current moment. It is not wrong to say that we are inundated with tools, information, take on hot topics, trolling jokes, modalities to change our lives, etc. Heck, I am part of this crazy ecosystem. Over my hiatus, I reflected a lot on my role in that ecosystem. I don't have the same pull as major platforms, and frankly, I didn't embark on this journey to have a pull. I started this to share stories and to put my thoughts and my guest thoughts out there. 
One thing that tormented me during my break is the idea of being unproductive and missing the chances, the opportunities to make an impact, to grow my platform. Let's put aside how embedded productivity is in the way we walk, talk about ourselves throughout the Western world. And I had to reflect on my value and worth and confirm that these are not attached to how many things I have accomplished and done throughout the day. Things I do during the day are, are things that I choose to do. They are in no case an indictment on my worth. But the narrative is meant to make us feel unworthy when we don't produce, when we have nothing to show for for X amount of time. And I needed to take several steps back and recalibrate. I write a lot of poetry. Before I published my work, I used to perform on the spoken word scene in Montreal and here in Vancouver. But there was a strange phenomenon that I would always encounter. And it became a rule for me. If, while I'm writing, I hear the voices of friends, family members, people who love what I do, if I hear those people telling me, yo, this is so good, hey man, this thing is, is amazing, this is going to be great, I immediately stop what I'm doing and writing. Turning off those voices of recognition, in person or online, helps me ground myself in what's the true reason behind what I choose to express. I don't want to get lost in the sauce of whatever success that I wish to have. This is beyond my control, and it makes me stray away from the true purpose of all this. In all learning settings, streamlining information, narrowing down the focus is paramount. Being pulled from several directions can be overwhelming, to say the least. Back in my heavy salsa days, I would attend many festivals, congresses with hundreds of workshops given by top salsa dancers in the world. Those instructors know their stuff, and they would offer hours of workshops, private lessons, performances, etc. And it was great to attend as many as you could to have your money's worth. After a congress weekend, I and virtually all festival goers would find myself with tons of videos from the workshops that we attended in the hopes of practicing these tricks and lessons later. My wife dances salsa, not to teach it, not to perform, just to have fun. And she's a fabulous dancer. Usually, she only goes to the shows and the parties of a salsa festival. One weekend, I offered her a full congress pass to attend the workshops portion as well. The plan was to attend three workshops during the day. The workshops are about 90 minutes long and you learn a full range of techniques, new patterns, and a lot of stuff. My wife being a teacher tried to go at it with a quote-unquote good student mind to absorb everything and mainly retain all that's being thrown at her. By the middle of the second workshop, she collapsed, overwhelmed by all the information that she was being bombarded with. There were tears, feeling like a failure, feeling not good enough, really the full range of deeply reevaluating life choices. 
Frankly, it was no longer fun. And fun was the objective. But the boatload of info thrown at her kept us away from the true purpose. So we left the workshop and found ourselves in the hotel lobby, trying to address the overwhelming feeling of failure. It is true that the blame could lie on the pace of the instruction, on the level of fatigue after a full week of work, on some pre-required concept. There is plenty of blame that we could shoulder, yes. But for me, even 10 years after this episode, what remains true is frankly wanting to master everything that we were learning instantly. And as we were discussing, we realized that we had a shit ton of info. We haven't even conceptualized one piece of technique and the next one comes right after and the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. Finally, 10 steps down the line, you find yourself drowning and ready to give up. So then we thought, why don't we just focus on one thing, one move, one step, practice it as much as we please, mix it with what we already know, make it our own, and if we want, we can add more from the bank that we filmed. This gave us a focus. Instead of trying to manage everything at the same time, we went back to basics. We noticed that if we came out of the workshop, of all the workshops, with one new concept, that's a win. We will add it to our bag of tricks and move along. So now, this is our generation's current landscape. We have so many different practices, modalities, lessons that are being thrown at us, left, right, and center. So many tabs that we bookmarked in the hopes of getting back to them. So many favorites that could fill encyclopedias. So much that we get lost. We are accumulating, but not practicing, not reflecting, not trying, but failing. Maybe it's not us, but just me. I'm willing to own it. Some practices, lessons, tips can resonate with us, but they resonate for 15 seconds until the next story, until the next topic pops up. So I had to step back and focus on the basics, on my basics. And for me, that's truly a sign of mastery, frankly. Beginner dancers want to do intermediate stuff. Intermediate dancers want to learn advanced moves. Advanced dancers go back to basics. What kind of dancer are you? Teach Reach is made by Dr. Lemstein Productions, mixing and editing by Ian Lamb. The intro and outro music is by Takoto. If you'd like to listen to the show on the regular, become a subscriber and leave us a review on Apple, Google, or Spotify. You can find more information about our podcast at teachreach.podbean.com. Until next time, Kembi Lapalagi. Hang in there. Don't give up.